0: We are the voices of experience, four pals from Toronto, Canada, all of us with quite a few miles traveled already down life's highway. While that may not translate directly into voices of wisdom, we can promise you an entertaining discussion on a wide range of topics of current interest. So, sojourn with us for a while. You'll hear a variety of points of view. You'll be amused, you'll be provoked, you'll be stimulated. Okay, well, my name is Andrew Wooden. I'm very happy to chair this particular podcast. Allow me to introduce my friends to you. Um, There's Mr. Al Brown. Hi, Al. And Mr. Sarabjit Sandu. And uh, Mario Karakidis. Okay, well, here we are again. And our topic right now is the games we used to play. I propose this topic, and, and, and I think it should be fun. You know what? the games have changed Uh, we're all older here and 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 for us our childhoods were perhaps in the 60s and the 70s and like that and uh, it was not at all the same as the games that the children are playing nowadays no way so i think it'll be fun to explore that a little bit okay well before i i pass the word along and we get it started i just wanted to mention i am a teacher i spend my days with children Um, And I've spent my days with children for many, many years. And so I I think I'm qualified to make a couple of observations. The first one is that if we think or if we imagine that games are trivial, they are not. Games are, are crucial. That is the job of childhood, to play their games and to learn how to play them fairly and to learn how to cooperate in them and to learn that winning is not the only thing and and to learn the skills that every game requires. So there you go. That is so essential to growing up and growing up straight. So for anyone to think that that, that this is a a trivial topic, no, 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 because actually these are the building blocks of the human um, personality. So, uh, well, let me stop what I'm saying and who would like to start here? Uh, oh, oh, Mr. You... Wood, Mr.
1: Wood, can I say? Okay, something? Mr.
0: Oh. Karakides, what would you like to say about this?
1: Oh, thank you, Mr. Wood, I'm so excited to say this. Well, you know what? You took me back to uh, my you know, grade school years and also uh, to middle school years. And uh, we used to play this game called Foursquare. I don't know if you guys remember or you guys know what that is. Uh, it's a game like we are right now in four squares, and we used to have a ball, and then we used to hit the ball to the other squares and try to put it in different corners or make it impossible for the person to be able to reach the ball. And uh, if you, the person could not reach the ball by sort of like you would slap the ball and they would hit onto their court, it would have to bounce on their court, uh, and then if they couldn't return it, they were out and another person would come in. Well, we got a little bit too aggressive as kids. We, we, you know, so we started to really smack the ball and uh, we were aiming for them. Uh, so the teachers in school took the balls away from us and we couldn't play anymore. Oh my goodness. And uh, so we developed a new game. We called it Stone Age Foursquare. So, we got this stone, this piece of stone, almost about the size of a hockey puck, and we would put it down and then we would kick it with our feet. But the rules changed. You see, the, the old way you could move around in your court, but with Stone Age, wherever you were in your box, the minute the stone came into your box, you froze. So, you had to only le- lean over with your foot and reach it wherever it was. And if you couldn't reach it, you were out. And you had to just kick it in to the other side. So that's one of my favorite uh, games that we used to play. uh, You uh, You, you clearly
0: have a good memory about that, Mary. And allow me to tell you, I I just retired one year ago from the Toronto School Board. And that was the game that was painted onto the uh, pavement behind our school. We used to have three or four of these four square things and the kids would play that every recess. There would be four kids in the squares and then maybe three or four or five, you know, lined up, just waiting to get in. And every time somebody missed the ball, then they would move along. Yep. Now, it was very interesting to see the fights that would happen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you missed it. No, that was out. No, it wasn't, you know, and all the rest of that thing. But there's a definite link there. So I'm so glad you started it with that. OK, mm-hmm. who we got here? Let's just uh, let's go to, to Al. Al, what do you want to say about it?
2: Well, when I was a child, we played games in different Sort of settings like when we were home in the winter, we played a lot of games at home with my brothers and brother and sisters, and some of the neighborhood kids. And there were board games uh, like Monopoly. We also had card games, Hearts, things like this. And we had another game called Crokinole, which is basically a uh, uh, a tabletop with a, a rim around it and there's little pegs in the center and you take these little things about this big and you try and flick them along to try and get them into the center hole. It's a little bit like uh, curling, you should say. Well, it certainly taught me a lot about the nature or the character of my, of some of my siblings, one of which, when she, when it didn't get in its way, would flip the table up on us. <laughs> In other times uh, when I was in public school, we played a lot of baseball. That was one of our favorite sports. We had a game, um, I wouldn't call it similar to the one Mario had, but uh, every player would start out in the outfield and every time, and and you'd advance up. uh, When somebody, was the batter got out, he'd go back into the the outfield and the person that was the catcher would then become the batter and the pitcher would become the catcher and yeah. so on. First base pitcher, second base, first base, etc., etc. And if there were more than nine people playing, there'd be a number that would be waiting to get into the oh, game. Sure, sure, and they just kept sure. going around in circles. And of course also, uh, we did have uh, the school to organize some baseball games between the classes as well. So that was a big sport for us in mm-hmm. when I was in public school. Yeah, when can I ask we you a question? High school, we didn't, yeah. I didn't play that in many more many games like that
0: yeah let me ask you a question now when you're talking about your game of rounders there and you're moving around the different positions that's all self organized isn't it there's no adults involved in organizing no. that i don't think yeah So we all just knew how to do yeah, it of course of course well that's one of the first things i want to bring up in this podcast is that in the olden days you know when we were young um all of these games most of our games were self-organized the crokinole game that you're talking about which is a fascinating memory for you absolutely you know nowadays of course they have the crokinole still but it's online and it's a video game and you have to download the app and some gang of adults has invented that game for us, and and, and they're giving it to us, and, and it's on a screen. So that's one thing that I'd like to explore as the podcast goes on. But let's get Sarab involved in this com- uh, conversation, okay, Sarab? You grew up a very different place than, than we did. What are your memories of childhood games?
3: Well, <clears throat> I remember the oldest I can remember is playing with wooden figures because somebody would actually make them for us and they would be our toys and we would do all the farming with that this is the pull up, this is the cart you know and this is the person going there and all those things and of course i played the precursor of cricket and baseball they used to have a small piece of wood which was sharp on both ends and they used to have a stick where you hit one end this will go up and then you try to hit the, the with your stick as far as you can go, and that was a very popular game. And of course, I used to play cricket, I used to play hockey, I used to play all the games. And I remember once I was playing cricket, they couldn't get me out, I must have scored many uh. runs.
0: Your famous uh, cricket moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, isn't that interesting? Now, that game you just described, uh, Sarab, I bet there were no in, adults involved in setting it up and overseeing it and all that kind of thing. No, they, they? they would make the
3: thing for us because we couldn't make that fine thing. That, that's oh, yes, of the, course.
0: But once the game gets going, it's the kids running the game for themselves. Mm. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't know. yeah, it always is. Yeah. I, I can tell you. Uh, with me, there was a game that I used to play uh, as a kid, and the kids organized it, we organized it. Uh, and uh, we've all played it probably dodgeball, right. And uh, one of the things that uh, I remember was that I was probably the most hated uh, competitor in the dodgeball game um, for my opponents, because uh, I was a soccer goalie. So, you know, in dodgeball, if you grab the ball while it's flying and it doesn't hit the ground, right? You, you're the other person who throws the ball is out. Out. So as a goalie, I would die for the balls. So they would throw the ball at me. I would actually not dodge it. I would actually die for it to catch them, right? In the air and, and all that. So they, they started not throwing the ball at me. I was always <laughs> the last person left, you know. Yeah. So. Well, Mario,
0: i I'm, I'm on the side of the other kids. I don't think that's fair, your strategy. I'm not going to throw the ball to you either, because it's no fun to throw you the ball. You're just going to catch it, and I'm going to be out. I don't want that. That's right.
1: Well, my teammates love me for it, though. (laughs) Okay,
0: of course, your teammates. We had had games
2: similar to that when I was in uh, an organization called Boy Scouts. Uh, Sometimes they were organized by the, uh, the pack leaders or the troop leaders. But a lot of times they were just uh, done by the individuals as well sort of as part of uh, uh, the activities of the day, shall we say. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, let's let's change a little bit. Uh, um, I, I want to recall, some of the board games we used to play you know the indoor games the the rainy saturday afternoon games the winter games and of course we had the regular things we had monopoly we had parcheesi we had uh, um chinese checkers was fun mm. and and uh, uh, we just did a podcast um earlier for christmas and a lot of these games of course would appear under the christmas tree wouldn't they uh, nice. i remember one particular christmas where i got a chess uh set board game chess set and um and and that set me off for you know for years and years and years um the 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 chess so what about board games out well, what do you remember playing when you were well here? i
2: remember playing monopoly um also we had well everybody had snakes and ladders back then you play mm-hmm. those sort of games checkers chinese checkers parcheesi a lot, a lot of those things we we had them a lot. I think that me and my siblings and I, we liked to do Monopoly a lot. In fact, if it wasn't for Crokinoes, we would probably be doing the Monopoly routine. And back when I was a child, we didn't have a lot of electronic options. There mm-hmm. was a television, but it was only one or two channels, and mm-hmm. uh, there weren't... Didn't have a lot of children's programs in the middle of the day, so we really had to get inventive to fill our time. Uh, I also did like going outside a lot, and particularly the winter time and enjoying the snow. But you, you can't do that all the time, so you come in, and there generally be a permanently set up Monopoly game. You could always go and
0: play. Mm, yeah, 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 We don't. Do I, that
2: I think was our, our really our go-to game. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, as I recall, the the game the, uh, the game set that we had was pretty pretty worn
0: out by the time
2: of
1: retired. I'm sure. I'm
0: sure it was well used. I'm sure it was. What about these other two gentlemen, uh, Mario or Saram? What about the well, indoor? With kids?
1: with me, uh, growing up uh, primarily in Greece, uh, one of the things that uh, you know the. the indoor games were not the, the thing. It was more outdoor games for us. But we, we, we would identify it as either being in the backyard kind of game, or the game that would be somewhere in the neighborhood, right. But yeah. the backyard game, which was probably closer to the board game that we're talking about, uh, we had this game called Lima. And uh, it, in Greek, it means file. Okay, so we would get this uh, filing uh, stick, right. And uh, it would be probably about as long as this ruler, but very sharp, right? So it would end in a point, we would draw a circle in the dirt, Mm. right, we would cut it in half. And one side is was the one person's territory, the other side was the other person's territory. Mm. So you would take the file, and you would throw it. And it would just go boom, like a knife. You, You know how you throw a knife into the ground? And wherever it got stuck there, you would slice a piece of that person's territory away from you. And the idea was, to slice away as much as you could from the other guy without taking away their feet. In the <laughs> so so it was it was really, really it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, that's one of my uh, one of my favorite memories as a kid. Right. Uh, just uh, going out there and doing that.
0: How many adults were involved in organizing those games? Zero. Zero. That's the point. Let me go to Sarah. Well, you know, you grew up again very very differently. What did you have indoor games that uh...
3: You can talk. Yeah, In games, like we had all those monopolies and mm. uh, uh, card games, you know, uh, and drawing, we used to draw a lot. We used to have competitions, we used to have uh, with, with drawing, you know, and singing. We used to do singing.
0: Mm, and
3: yeah. of course, uh, climb yeah. trees. Yeah. Group trees. In fact, I remember once president carter had come to india and i you're dating yourself sarab no no and we all are dating ourselves <laughs> and he came and i i i teased one of the policemen we used to call them you know mamas and all that i teased him and he wanted to he came towards me to catch me and i went up the tree And I was on the tree for at least 40 one hour till this guy went away. Mm. And that's, I can remember that. Yeah. Who was there?
0: Yeah. Well,
2: thank you. Saurabh, it sounds like your game was tormenting other people. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks for That leads
0: me into a
2: game. Okay, that go leads ahead. me into a game that my siblings and I played, we would torment each other.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, well, tell, I tell us about mean, it. Five, five
2: kids in a household on a cold winter day, sooner or later you get on each other's nerves and Absolutely. then you fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, guys, thank you for sharing these things. That, that, that's all interesting. The, the, my point, of course, when I talk about the adults involved and all this stuff is just to point out, you know, a couple of things um, is that the game playing nowadays has almost been turned on its head from what we used to do. Because the outdoor games now are always planned by adults. The kids in the neighborhood aren't getting together at the soccer pitch behind the school. They have to be a member of a team, and their parents have to pay, and they have to show up at a certain time. And there are coaches, and there are, you know, and there are uniforms. You know what? Uh, You've lost something. When that's how the children have to play because the parents don't trust them just to organize themselves, there's something lost there. And the other point I want to make is the reverse point because now the indoor games are not communal with your five siblings who are you know um playing along with you now they're generally you know you're isolated and the kids are playing their video games and uh, and uh, the only thing they're exercising is their fingers or their thumbs and um and i just think that there's something lost i mean I'm sure you 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 have an opinion about that. I don't want to take it into a negative space, but I do want to say that I'm not sure that um, the way the kids play games now totally serves their very best interests entirely. I don't know if there's any comments about this.
2: Andrew, what you say before is that, children's character the children the generation that's growing up now will never be like the generation before or once they do grow up they'll spend a lot more time gaining the skills that they would have had if they'd played like we have
0: yeah yeah okay well it is time to wrap up so let's have last thoughts from people uh uh, let me go to mario first can can we just yeah how should
1: we wrap this up? Agree with, uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I agree with uh, what you're saying that uh, generation to generation, you know, everything changes, right? The, the way we were playing, uh, our parents played very differently. And uh, the the way, uh, you know, our kids are playing, uh, their kids are going to be playing very differently as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the There is some importance, though, psychologically for play, right? Uh, the human body needs it, the human mind needs it. Uh, and we have to allow kids to be kids, and to to take it to to what you were saying, Andrew. When adults step in and try to over organize, and it becomes a, a money thing where you have to pay in order to be part of a team, or and, and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't allow kids to be kids. It makes them into mini professional players, you know. Uh, and and that. That takes away a lot of the fun that we used to have and it creates more anxiety. You know, my niece and nephew uh, played soccer for a little while and um, you know, as much as they loved it, um, there was a time that they both burned out from it because of the stressors that were being put on by the coaches and the parents and uh, You know, the yelling sometimes that I would go see Christopher playing hockey um, and the parents yelling at the the coaches and that takes away the fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wish the parents could just step out,
1: you know? So, yeah, as far as, as the game is concerned, let kids be kids, let the game play, let them self organize. And just make sure that they're safe. That's all.
0: Well, there you are. Those are good thoughts. Uh, Thank you. Well, Sir, uh, let me pass it over to you. We're wrapping up here. What would you like to say?
3: Yeah, I just want to generally say, uh, I just want to catch on what Manny was saying about uh, generations and generations. Our parents had a small cup of experience with which they were monitoring everything. Mm -hmm. Our cup is a little bigger. Our children's cup will be even bigger. So, this awareness which is coming along, and we can always represent what is happening before and what's happening now. But this is going to happen because our awareness keeps changing as we go along. And yeah. with that, just enjoy yourself. That's the main thing. And adult supervision is not necessary, but that is coming along because our awareness doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. So, the various uh, problems we have in, the, in society. So, we were lucky. That we didn't need supervision. Well, like, they
0: alone. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think there's an advantage to that. Okay, I'll, let's have a final word from you and then moment. Well, it
2: seems to me what is old will someday be new again. So we shouldn't uh, lament on the losses of today because I think that in the long run, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, things will get back to uh, some semblance of. Uh, of the past one day and uh, we'll all carry on and be wealth by it.
0: Well, Well, in that
1: case, I get the right square and four square.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's the the number one, right? You're you're number one. That's that's the position of power. The position of power. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for all of this. We certainly uh, appreciate your thoughts and your reminiscences about this. And just before we sign off here, allow me to make the point that games and game playing is not just for children <laughs> if we have focused here on game playing for children well i'm going to pose the question before we sign up what games are you playing now and and how do they help you psychologically and and we hope that you get a chance to to play games that uh, that uh, i don't know that uh, allow you to relax and allow you to socialize with the people around you that's the point isn't it yeah so thank you very much everyone i appreciate that Okay, bye-bye. Everybody.